Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune into my episodes. Let's dive right in. First of all, I hope that all of my listeners are safe. I hope that everyone is still following social distancing guidelines. I hope that um, your family members, your loved ones are safe. And just know that you are all in my thoughts during this pandemic. It's definitely been difficult for so many of us. And in, in some way, we've all been directly affected by the virus, whether it's because we've personally contracted it or a loved one has contracted it or due to financial um, issues, social constraints, so many things. Um, and so just know that I'm holding each and every single one of you in my heart. With that being said, I really want to say again, Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to anyone and everyone that takes the time to listen to what I have to say. It means the world to me. I always become emotional talking about it because it really is humbling and touching. And I pray that anything that I have to say is something that resonates with you, that helps you, that uplifts you, that motivates you, that encourages you. And... I just want to say, if ever you listen to any of my episodes and I say something or someone else says something that you disagree with or feel personally offended by, before tapping out of my episodes, reach out to me. We'll have a conversation about it. And I promise it'll be a fruitful one. I'm open to hearing anyone's feedback, good or bad, as long as it's done constructively and respectfully. I'm open to any conversation because I think disagreements actually make people grow stronger if you disagree in a healthy way if you disagree in a constructive effective manner I actually think it can really make people grow stronger so with that being said let's dive right into this next topic We're going to talk about PTSD today, post-traumatic stress disorder. Many of you know PTSD to mean that, you know, people that have been to war, veterans, um, people that have been in the army, in the Marines, or any other branch, when they return, they may have symptoms of PTSD due to the things they experienced um, when they were there. And while that is true in many cases, it does happen to some people. That's not the only form or the only way, rather, that PTSD exists. And that's not to negate what our, you know, army veterans, our, our, our soldiers, our, our rangers, that's not to negate what they go through because they are 
taking one for the team and protecting our country. And I am eternally grateful. But I'm just saying PTSD has a lot more components to it. It's not just people that have been to war. It's not just related to them. It can be witnessing a natural disaster, having a car accident, being a victim of sexual abuse or assault, witnessing a negative event like a murder. It can be it could be growing up in a dysfunctional home. It could be being bullied in high school, in middle school, in elementary school. It can be working in a toxic work environment. I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, there are extreme situations that can absolutely uh, lead to PTSD in a lot of people, like wars and natural disasters and car accidents and rape and murder. Yes. 100%. But things like having a dysfunctional family, a dysfunctional workplace, a history of bullying, things like that, a a bad relationship, doesn't necessarily have to be an abusive one where you were hit or you were beat, but a toxic relationship where you were verbally abused, emotionally abused. All of that can absolutely lead to PTSD. Now, I want to point out, everybody is different. The way that our body and our mind responds to certain things is very unique. So you can take two people, for example, and they can both have the same negative experience. Let's say rape. Okay, for the sake of argument, let's say two women are raped. One of them might develop PTSD as a result. The other one might not. The other one might just have symptoms of depression or symptoms of anxiety. The problem is with PTSD, people often confuse it for anxiety and depression. And it's a completely different, different, different animal. It's not an animal, but you guys what up? You guys get where I'm going with this. PTSD is different. You have to treat it as PTSD. Because if you treat it the way you treat depression, it might be helpful, yes, in, in addressing or curbing some of the symptoms, but it's not PTSD treatment. It needs to be the treatment needs to be specific to PTSD so that it can be effective. Okay? And so it's important to have a therapist that's really, really qualified in doing a great evaluation, a great psychological eval, so they can assess whether it's PTSD, depression, anxiety, what is it? What's going on? And so going back to PTSD, PTSD is something that can be mild, moderate, or severe. 
and it becomes severe when it interferes with your daily functioning. It can mean having flashbacks of the traumatic event or events, nightmares. It can be being triggered by a smell, a sound, a place, a thing, a person, and having an emotional response to that trigger. I think it's important, once again, to recognize that with PTSD, it can absolutely, it can absolutely without treatment and without the proper resources be very hard to identify as PTSD and can be easily confused for something else. That's why it's important to ask the correct questions. PTSD is technically something that is long-lasting. I'll give you an example. With this coronavirus situation that we have been experiencing, I have, for the past two months, been having constant nightmares about the coronavirus constant nightmares that the coronavirus is coming for me or someone in my family or that I accidentally spread it to somebody or someone accidentally spread it to me. Constant nightmares and constant anxiety at the thought of the coronavirus. For the past two months, is that PTSD? I'll allow you guys to think about it for a second. The answer is no. It's considered an adjustment disorder. An adjustment disorder is when something happens in your life that is disruptive, like a trauma, okay? And you're having a difficult time adjusting to, by the very definition, adjustment, adjusting to the event and therefore have an emotional response, whether it's nightmares, flashbacks, etc. But what happens with an adjustment disorder, that typically goes away in less than a year. If an adjustment disorder exceeds a year's time, then it becomes PTSD. So that's the difference. Now I'll give you a true example of PTSD. I think I expressed to you guys that I had to return to my old high school to provide therapy for one of my clients. Um, remember, I'm the kind of therapy uh, I'm the kind of therapist that goes to schools, homes, and I also provide therapy virtually and out of an office. So I do it all. And I had to go to my old high school and I had a very, 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 negative high school experience I've repressed a lot of the memories and that is very much indicative of PTSD when you repress negative or bad memories and then they sort of resurface later when you're doing random things or when you are 
discussing the event or confronting the event in some manner, like in my case, returning to my old high school where I had very negative experiences with bullying, which I've talked about on here. And so I had to go and I went and I promise you guys that even though it had been years that I'd been in that school, I looked at certain corners of the school and every corner held a very sad memory. And it started to sort of come back and it became distressing. I was able to get past it. I was able to cope with my feelings about it the rest of the day. There were no lasting ramifications and that's why it would be considered mild. More moderate or severe PTSD would be that I'm still plagued by those memories to this day and I'm still having flashbacks and I'm still having um, nightmares about it or uncomfortable bodily and emotional responses to said memories. When it really starts to interfere with your daily functioning, your interactions with others, your work, your social life, your relationships, that's when the PTSD is considered more severe. I have diagnosed myself, hey, the gift of being a therapist, with mild PTSD because I do have moments where I'll just be like driving or doing something random and I'll just suddenly have a flashback of, out of nowhere, of something that my dad said to me in the heat of one of his delusional episodes I'll just remember it and I'll have like an internal emotional reaction to it but I will be able to move on at least temporarily and so it's important that we know what to look out for where PTSD is concerned Sorry about that, guys. The recording did something funny. It was like flashing. So if you guys heard something weird, my apologies. In any case, it's important that we recognize what to look out for so that we can either notice it within ourselves or in other people and seek the right services. Um, I have a lot of nightmares. Not necessarily of the negative things that have happened to me, but the nightmares that I have are very much indicative of my underlying fears that are resulting from the negative experiences I've had. So it's not about the experiences, but it's a direct reflection of my fears related to such experiences. So there's definitely some PTSD where I'm concerned. Again, mild, Um, mild to moderate, let's say. But with someone that has more severe PTSD, it's important that we, even if the PTSD is mild, PTSD is still PTSD, it's still distressing, and it's still something that can be very difficult to handle. So we need to point these people in the right direction. What is the right direction? Hey, come to me, step right up. 
I am offering virtual therapy services, so please reach out if you want to know more about it. However, the right treatment for PTSD, it really varies with each person, but generally it is a combination of medication management and psychotherapy, sometimes even group therapy or support groups. Now, what kind of psychotherapy? Trauma-focused psychotherapy. You definitely want it to be trauma-focused. And you definitely want to help your client, if you're a therapist, change the narrative about what happened to them. Create meaning to their story to make it more bearable to, to talk about when they're able to connect their own meaning, create their own significance to what happened to them. Change the narrative, change the script. You can't change what happened to you, but you can change the story surrounding it. You can change or add meaning to it. Also, you get the person to a point where it's some kind of exposure therapy. You get them to talk about the experience so much that they become almost desensitized. Because if someone is talking about something that happened to them and they're crying and having a very emotional response every single time they talk about it, they have not yet healed it still hurts them. It's the step to healing to talk about it. It's beautiful to be that vulnerable and that open. And I encourage you to cry as much as you need to, because the more you cry about it, I guarantee, I know it sounds crazy, but the more you allow yourself to feel the pain associated with what you've experienced, the faster you're going to get on the other side of it and get to a position where you can actually talk about it without it being such a distressing experience. And so that's the idea in therapy, to get you to talk about the trauma so much that you become almost desensitized and you're able to almost talk about it from an outsider's perspective. Mm -hmm. And so that is another approach to, to treatment Or, you know, little by little, having the person sort of face certain areas, um, places, people, things, sort of face these things, again, exposure therapy, little by little, to sort of take away the power from these things to, these things cause them such distress. So you want to take away the power by having continued exposure to these things little by little we don't want it to be unsafe for the patient either or the client rather we don't want it to be unsafe okay if it's going to be emotionally unsafe we don't do it okay it has to be when the client is prepared and you as a therapist in collaboration with the client can make that decision okay 
I hope that this provided some clarity to everyone out there wondering what PTSD is and remember it is a difficult thing to go through and sometimes people may have responses or reactions to you that may seem irrational or misplaced and it likely has to do with the PTSD and so I implore you listeners out there um, to just be patient with folks that have PTSD be supportive be loving and just create a safe space for them um, and encourage them to get the help they need from a qualified therapist and so I hope that this podcast was informative I hope that if you do know someone that has PTSD um, that you're able to share this with them and hopefully they can find some solace in knowing that I struggle with it too and you are not alone healing is an ongoing journey but you have to be willing to stick to the journey Don't just hop off. Stay on it, even if it gets rough. It's ongoing, but it's worth it. Thank you guys again for tuning in. It really means a lot. And I will catch you next time.